Hi everyone, Tiffany here with a super quick note that this podcast was recorded as part of a previous bundle season. That means that the dates that you're about to hear for the bundle, well, they're no longer correct. If you're interested in seeing what the dates are for this year's sale, please visit thebellydancebundle.com. There you'll find all the up-to-date information on our upcoming bundle. While the dates may be wrong and the class mentioned here isn't available through us any longer, many of our guests still have their courses available for purchase individually, so please do feel free to click through to their offerings and take a look. You're going to want to check it out after hearing how brilliant they are. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy the show. It's Yala Rocks episode 6 and today we're talking about Haliji. If you're familiar at all with Haliji, you'll probably agree that the visuals can be just as striking as that first time that you saw belly dance. I think so many of us have those, wow, what is that feeling when the first time we see Haliji, much like I'm imagining you did the first time you saw a belly dancer. With the hair flipping and infectious beat, Haliji has found itself beloved by many belly dancers all around the world. And sometimes you'll come across a song that fuses in these Haliji rhythms, much like Sahira did. So today we're going to talk about ways that you can use the resources available to you to really get into the feeling of Haliji and how doing some cross-training can really reflect back on your personal dance style in a positive way. And if at the end of all of this, a Haliji-inspired drum solo choreography sounds like something you'd enjoy adding to your personal practice, make sure to check out our Belly Dance Bundle sale, happening this October from the 16th to the 23rd. Hello, dancers, and welcome to Yala Rocks, the belly dance podcast that helps you design your personal practice. I am your host, Tiffany, and joining us today for one of our belly dance bundle minis is a dance teacher based in Houston, Texas, a self-professed Zill fanatic, and a dear friend of mine, Sierra. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm fabulous. How are you, Tiffany? I'm good. I'm tired, but it's bundle time. <laughs> imagine, it's bundle time. <laughs> it's bundle time, so that's just par for the course. <laughs> So before we kind of jump in, we're going to be talking about Haliji today because your contribution to the bundle is a Haliji kind of inspired drum solo. But before we get into all that, uh, I would like to ask you where your love affair with belly dance kind of came from. When I was reading your bio, it said you were born on the stage. So I'd, I'd love to kind of know the background. Oh, yes, yes. Well, I, I was not actually, I did not actually come out of my mother's womb on the stage, but I have been on this stage. I'm disappointed. We're done with the interview. It would have been quite the performance, but I think my first time on stage, I was probably about three. I've been a performer my whole life. It started with like pageants when I was a little girl where I would sing and model and do interview questions and all of that stuff. But honestly, dance did not come into my life until after college. I am a musician by training. I started playing the flute when I was in fourth grade. I started doing theater shortly thereafter, and I have been on stage ever since. But dance was kind of the the final frontier for the performing arts. I had done a little bit of dance in musical theater performances in high school, but I vividly recall my very first dance class in college. I took dance as my gym credit, as my physical education credit. I thought this is way better than, you know, running way better. or something. So I took dance and I took modern dance and they outfitted us with like a, uh, from my wrist to my ankles, this black leotard. And I stood in front of the mirror and all I could remember was thinking, 
I am so grateful that I'm an engineering major because I am terrible at this dance thing. I was super awkward. It was very strange. I enjoyed it a lot, but it didn't look right on me. So I I went and got my engineering degree and all was well with the world uh, until I saw belly dance really for the first time here in Houston back in like 99 at a little art house that's still in the Montrose area. They still do belly dance there, I think on Tuesday nights. And I saw it there and just kind of I think it was a moment that a lot of belly dancers can relate to where you have this sort of like hazy, your eyes glaze over and you're just like, wow, what is that? <laughs> right? I must find that. Yes. This is, I want to be doing that. I was like, that's beautiful. And these dancers, they were gorgeous and just so mysterious. And they would wander through the audience, raining rose petals down on our head in the middle of the show as they collected tips. And it was gorgeous. And shortly after that, I found a brochure for a leisure learning belly dance class and the rest, as they say, is history. Uh, and so I, I started dancing then in about in 2000. So it's been almost 20 years now. And I feel like all of the time I've spent on stage as a musician and as an actress has been really very helpful in my dance career. I believe it. I think it probably lends a lot to the, you were very confident. And I, I feel <laughs> like that, that early training on a stage probably got rid of a lot of that, like, the jitteriness that a lot of us experience when we come to the dance later. It's the first time we've ever performed. It's the first time we've ever been on stage. We haven't gotten a chance to kind of get past that yet. Absolutely. And I'm eternally grateful for like the hours and hours I spent on stage as a child, all of the time I spent doing, you know, debate and theater. So I got to do all of the public speaking stuff. And so I get it when people come up and to my classes and then, you know, they're 30 years old and they're getting on stage for the first time. It's a big deal. And so I'm very grateful and very lucky that I've already done all of that. I've already screwed up on stage. I've fallen down. I've lost my costume. I broke a tooth in the middle of a performance once. Oh, wow. I, I know that all that stuff can happen and life goes on. So it, it really allows me to be a lot less nervous when I get out on stage. I'm like, how bad could it be? I still have all my teeth, you know? <laughs> then my question has to be, it has to be, when you broke your tooth on stage, did you indeed keep dancing? You know what? It wasn't a dance performance. It was a theater performance. uh, And I just kept going. The show must go on. My character had this little handkerchief that she carried around. I shoved it into my mouth because I was bleeding. Um, I shoved it into (laughs) my mouth and discreetly showed it to the actress next to me whose eyes got really big. (laughs) And and, and I knew it was just like several more minutes for the scene to end. So I just powered through and then I got off stage and I broke down in tears. All I could think of, I would just gotten my braces off. So I was in high school and I was like, my parents are going to kill me. dollars to straighten these teeth and now I broke one. (laughs) This this whole podcast, guys, is worth it for that story. (laughs) But but let's get into like the meat and potatoes here, what we what we came to do. So your contribution is a Haliji inspired drum solo. And so before we talk about using Haliji in your practice, what that entails, all those things, can you explain to any of our listeners who maybe have heard the word Haliji, maybe they don't know exactly what it means, um, what it is and what kind, what the dance style kind of, like the characteristics of the dance style. 
Absolutely. So Khaliji is a dance style from the Gulf region of the Middle East. Uh, it's very different from belly dance, really, in that it is characterized a lot by movements of the upper body and the head and the hair. The thing that struck me most about Khaliji the first time I saw it, other than the gorgeous thobes that the women wear, because they're in these big, beautiful, loose-fitting, ornate thobes that are diaphanous and glittery and beautiful. So you can't really see the body. So there's not chest isolations. There are not hip isolations like we know of with belly dance. So that that's what struck me first was just the, the gorgeous costume, of course, but the hair, oh, the hair, what these women do with their hair, which is, you know, it has to be, I think, at least down to mid back or longer for you to truly be able to Khaliji. When my hair was short, I always felt like a Khaliji poser, but um, they have this gorgeous hair that they swing side to side and in circles and in figure eights. And they utilize that to accentuate the dance. It's a very... Uh, it's a very earthy, very, the word that's coming to my mind is lethargic, which is not the right word. It's like, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't describe it as lethargic, lethargic but, but it it's is like, it has a limping, heavy quality. Yes. To it, right. Yes. And so that, I love that. You just have to kind of get down into it when you, when you dance it and really become, you know, you have to use the floor to create your movement and find your stability to do all of the beautiful head and upper body isolations. And it's just a gorgeous dance. But like I said, quite different from our traditional rock sharky dance, very different from Egyptian style, which is what I do more of. There's not, you know, hip isolations and chest isolations and lots of different uh, technique in what we, you know, in, in so much as what is similar to what we do on a regular basis as belly dancers. Mm-hmm. And so when you are, you know, out there trolling YouTube for videos, the things that kind of differentiate, like you, you start watching a video and you know, it's a Haliji video is it's going to be the hair. It's going to be that wide thobe, right. And it's going to be that kind of bouncing movement. They do a lot of that, like back and forth with the feet to kind of get that. Yeah. That little limp step. I call it the yeah. basic is what I've called. It's like a little limp step where you're on the ball of one foot with the heel raised and then you're flat on the other foot. And the accent of every, every Haliji of the beat is like that down on your flat foot. So it has that very heavy, you're like down on the, yeah. on the, on the flat of the foot. And it really creates this gorgeous, very earthy, very sensual, I think, uh, feel. Yeah. And you can't see it. Um, but both of us on this video call, both of us are like rocking and moving because we both know exactly like the beat that we're talking about. So I highly suggest if you haven't seen a Haliji video before, just like type it into YouTube and Haliji dance and see what comes up because the minute they start dancing, you'll see that kind of beat that we're talking about and that we're both dancing to over here, despite the fact that there's no music. Happening. <laughs> the drummers in our head, the drummers in our head. So you kind of answered this, but what is it that drew you to Haliji in the first place to, to inspire you to kind of fuse it into a drum solo? Yeah, I love folklore. I love folklore so much. And I think the more I dance, the more I am drawn to the roots of our dance. Like many dancers, I came into belly dance because it was really pretty and it looked like a lot of fun. And, you know, I want to shake it like Shakira. This is going to be great. And I did. I, you know, I shook it like Shakira for like 10 years without really getting to dive into the culture that has created this dance. And I've gotten to do that more 
in recent years. And it's like, the more you know, the more you realize you don't know. And so I just keep expanding my studies. And so anything that's related, even though this is, you know, more the Gulf region, and you're not going to see this in Egypt, you're not going to see this in Turkey. um, I love the opportunity to look at all of the surrounding areas and the styles of dance, because I feel like it's all interrelated in some ways. And then of course, on a belly dance stage, you're going to get the opportunity to showcase this or to witness it. And I feel like knowledge is power, even if I don't personally specialize in collegiate dance and I don't specialize in collegiate dance, I can learn it and I can integrate it and I can pay homage to it uh, when I when I have the opportunity. And you do see some bleeding of collegiate dancing into Egyptian dance, but it's in places where there are more migrant workers, where people are leaving Egypt and going to the Gulf to get work and then coming back to their families. You do see a little bit of it cross there, but it's not, it's not ubiquitous. Right. Absolutely. And I love that. Like, I I feel like the the world in general is shrinking. Right. And so I feel Mm -hmm. like as travel becomes easier, you know, for people for recreation and for work, you'll start to see more of that intermingling of cultures, dance, music, and it just all makes it this big, beautiful melting pot. And it's, it's a lot of fun to, to begin to mix and to see what comes of those cultural integrations. Yeah, especially if you're doing it right. Like we go back to that cultural appropriation talk that we as belly dancers have so often is that if you do it knowing where you're coming from, you have to look at the history, look at where all the pieces are coming from and understand them separately so that when you bring them together, you can do so in a like super respectful Amen. Amen. Very well put. Yes. Right. (laughs) Let's just put, let's put that huge disclaimer on this whole thing because Mm -hmm. always (laughs) everybody needs to be thinking about that always in the back of their head. So since Haliji is essentially a totally different dance form from belly dance, I'm really interested to hear your thoughts on how cross training in Haliji could actually bring back, like come back into your belly dance practice and improve your belly dance as well, separate from the Haliji, but inspired through it. Absolutely. I mean, cross training in any other style of dance will just, it creeps into your bones and it creeps into your muscles and it gives you more movement vocabulary to pull from, even if it isn't directly related to the dance that you are normally doing. I can say for myself, like the biggest benefits I've had from learning Kaliji and cross training in Kaliji have been the, the hair, the, all the hair tossing mm-hmm. definitely starts to sneak its way into my, you know, to my rock sharky, into my belly dance. And that's something that's not at all foreign, right? You see belly dancers throwing the hair and working the hair all the time. Mm-hmm. And so studying Kaliji has allowed me to look at those patterns and play with those and get better at them and then integrate them into my, into my dance. And then just the, the earthiness of the dance and the different movements that are integral to that dance, while I might not use that exact movement in another piece of music for an Egyptian style choreography, the feeling and the attitude can be can be brought over and used from time to time. And in this particular choreography, I mean, if you'd asked me before listening to this piece of music, do you think drum solos and Kaliji work well together? I'd be like, no, they have nothing to do with each other. Like, how could you put a Kaliji drum solo together when Kaliji doesn't really use the hips and the chest and the accents and the isolations like we do in belly dance? But this song had the Kaliji built in, the rhythm was mm-hmm. there in the drum solo. And so I feel like above and beyond for anything else as education as dancers, when you can hear the rhythm, recognize the rhythm and pick it out in other songs, that makes mm-hmm. you 
that much more on top of things and educated because invariably these folklore rhythms find their way into highly orchestrated belly dance pieces all the time. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know what it is, you just dance to it however you want, which is not the end of the world. But if you know what it is and you reference the dance that it comes from, then everyone's like, ah. I think that's the magic. This dancer knows what she's doing, right? Mm -hmm. Because she recognizes what's going on here. That's super awesome. So did you, so then you must've found the music first. Yeah, the music totally this this choreography. And this choreography was originally created by my Egyptian style troupe Belladonna here in Houston. And and, um, I learned it with them and it was definitely completely driven. The music was just awesome and super fun. And we thought, oh, great, we can drum solo and we can throw our hair around and we can get this down funky, you know, Khaliji rhythm. And we do a little bit of a, a veil intro with it to sort of um, emulate the thobe because obviously we mm-hmm. don't drum solo in a thobe because all your hard work would be lost. And yes. so we, we use a veil in the entrance, which has a lot of the Khaliji rhythm. So we can kind of get that flow, get that feel of the thobe at the beginning of the piece. That is great. So how then do you think in your personal practice, how often do you practice Haliji? How does it kind of work its way into your, your own dance practice at home? Ooh, that's a good question. And the bigger question should be, how often do I practice? Right? Let's talk about that. <laughs> Let's talk about that. I always tell my students, when you practice, I said, I know we all don't have time to practice. I said, this is, I'm blessed that this is my full-time job. And how often do I get to practice once I've, you know, worked on what I need to teach in class on Wednesday and worked on what I'm going to teach on class on Friday and worked on what I'm going to teach in the workshop this weekend and then written notes to my students and recorded the videos for the bundle. You know, how much time is there to, to practice? So for me, one thing I love, especially with the folklore dances, is to do that very like pull up a video and look at it being done at the source, right? Find Khaliji videos that come from the Arab world if possible, which is, it, it's, it's easier said than done. Like you look up Khaliji, you're going to find a bunch of American and, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, Ukrainian dancers. Deep dive, guys. Khaliji. Yeah, I've got a deep dive. got to figure out how to type it in Arabic so you can put it into your browser in Arabic. Um, and then that you does can help. really good videos. But I love to... especially if I'm going to be dancing it, this choreography or another, I love to watch it and try to infuse that feeling because a lot of these folklore dances, I find the movements themselves are not brain science, right? The movements themselves are not like super techniquey and crazy and weird. Like some of the stuff we like to create, that's very challenging on the body. The movements themselves are often simple ideas that are very difficult to do correctly because of the feeling because of the feeling, the understanding of the music and the feeling of the move and how it fits inside the music. And for me, the only way to really get to practice that is to watch people who know how to do it, you know, ideally Arab, ideally of the source or if, or other people who have studied it and who have been there and have witnessed it, to watch them and try to emulate the feeling with how they do it because that's when it's really good is when it has you know, the pieces are all there because the pieces are fairly simple, but getting that feeling is something that I'm, I'm spending lifetimes doing, right? This is like everything that I work on now is just getting those feelings right. Yeah. And I think with folklore, because folklore by nature comes from a more home style dance, right? It's people growing up with those feelings, mm-hmm. growing up doing it. And so it's not like we are as adults going back and trying to learn it, which makes it that much harder. And we're doing it from a different culture. We're doing it from a different part of the world, you know, it's, and so trying 
watching those videos, trying to like capture that feeling and really get into the weeds with that. I think that you're right. That's an excellent way to to practice and to inform your personal practice on not only Haliji, but any dance form that you're trying to study. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, awesome. Uh, Sahira's Haliji-inspired drum solo choreography will be part of the 2019 Belly Dance Bundle. So if you've ever been curious about getting started with Haliji, this is a good place to start. It is beginner to advanced. She goes through all the things in it. So check it out. The sale is from October 16th to the 23rd of 2019. But other than that, Sahira, how can people find you? How can they find you on the internet? How can they take more classes with you? Yes, thank you for asking. I'm everywhere. You can find me at sahiradances.com or you can find me on all the social things. All of the social things, All the social things. Sahira Belly Dances on YouTube, on Instagram, on Facebook. And I'm also on Teachable. I launched a brand new online studio, which I'm super excited about. And I invite you to come check it out. There are even some free packages on there so you can get a free account, get some free belly dance classes on Sahira bellydances.teachable.com and I highly encourage you to go check that out and post a new stuff there every day. Awesome. And we will have a link to that in the show notes, guys. So make sure to check that out. And if you're looking for more resources on Haliji specifically, we both highly, highly suggest checking out Kay Hardy Campbell. She is uh, very much an authority on the subject here. You'll see her teaching workshops. She does interviews um, and I'll link to her website as well. So you can check that out. Sahira, thank you so much for joining me. Oh my goodness. It was a pleasure and so much fun. Thank you for the invite. It was, it was really enjoyable. Always. Guys, (laughs) we'll see you tomorrow. So are you excited to go on a bit of a YouTube deep dive now? Because I know I am. But we have to remember to do it deliberately. So often we can get lost in the YouTube rabbit hole and come out with very little to show for it. So if adding a little bit of Haliji practice into your personal practice is something you're interested in doing, go ahead, head over to YouTube, pull some of your favorite videos, but make a playlist, start looking for commonalities. What videos are your favorite? What is it that those dancers are doing that really makes them stand out to you? Take notes on combos, foot placement, hand motions, anything from this dance that you want to work on in your own space so that this deep dive is valuable to you in your practice. Then find yourself a teacher. You can check out this year's Belly Dance Bundle if you're interested in the Haliji-inspired drum solo choreography that we mentioned here, or you can seek out someone in your area or even an expert in this dance. I highly suggest checking out Kay Hardy Campbell for that, and I've included a link to her site on the show notes page at thebellydancebundle.com slash six. And remember, that's numeric. Thank you so much for listening to Yala Rocks. It's day five of our 21 days of belly dance, so make sure to head over to Instagram to see Sahira's drill today, where we're gonna play a little layer game. Be prepared for her to be a little silly and maybe for you to feel a little bit silly as you put together moves that maybe aren't instinctual for you. There's a random element here that can result in some hilarity. If you enjoy this episode and wanna hear more, please be sure to subscribe with your favorite podcast app. Downloading each episode individually is really fun, and I love it when you spend time on my website, but wouldn't it be more convenient to have them automatically downloaded to your phone for your commute or your errands or, you know, that time where you just don't have Wi-Fi? So thank you so much for your time and space, and I appreciate it more than you know. 
If you'd like to join in the fun at the 21 Days of Belly Dance Challenge that we are hosting in celebration of the launch of this year's Belly Dance Bundle on the 16th of October, please be sure to head over to Instagram and follow The Belly Dance Bundle. And now it's time to hit up YouTube, responsibly, of course. <laughs>